Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you're feeling especially nice today, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Tubist61. Ended here? Not a problem. A few years back, I was on an interview panel recruiting for an IT specialist in our company. The interview process was pretty standard, a series of HR type questions, a technical test, and the presentation of a scenario. If you've worked in IT, you'll be familiar with this. As we worked through the list, we saw some good candidates and some who were really out of their depth. Then in came that candidate. You can usually tell by their overconfident attitude and their body language as they sit down. As you would expect, this was a guy, and he came in, fixed each of us with an intent look in turn, sat down, leaned back in the chair in what I've seen as a power position, and the interview started. The HR questions went okay, we went through a CV, discussed previous roles, and I probed a little deeper on some of his answers as they started to have the odd hole. We got to the end of that, and I said we were going to move on to the technical section of the process. At that point, he said, I can save you some time on that. Here are all of my certifications. I don't do contrived tests when I have better skills than everyone here. And he placed a stack of certificates on the desk. I'd never seen such arrogance in an interview and was taken aback for a moment. The person from HR stepped straight and said, Thanks for those details. We'll take note of that. But everyone who comes for a role here is treated equally. Part of our process is a technical test, and this has been explained to you by the recruitment agency. The chap responded saying, Yes, but I explained to the agency these tests are pointless, and I will not be doing it. If you insist on this, then you can terminate the interview. Fine. I was more than happy to comply with his request. I said, Thank you very much for coming in. I'll get the security officer to escort you out. We stood up and left him waiting in the meeting room for security. His power pose had gone and he looked totally shocked. The compliance with his request was probably not that malicious on our part. I just followed our company policy on equality in interviews, but I got a real sense of satisfaction seeing his bluster and arrogance evaporate. He was less than complimentary about us to the recruitment agency, but we were completely open and honest about the events with them. I gather they chose to stop putting him forward for interviews very soon after that. If you were the interviewer and a guy like this was trying to bypass all your regular standard interview tests, would you hesitate to shut that interview down and let them go right then and there? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is by Long Suffering Squid, not my department. Once upon a time, I was part of the orders department. Our primary role was to enter orders. We didn't enter all the orders, just most of them. The rest were entered by the call center. As common with these stories, we get a new manager promoted from the call center who's inexperienced and gullible. Let's call her Patsy. The call center manager Weasel sees his opportunity, swoops in, and fast talks Patsy into making the orders department responsible for all orders with a, these orders aren't really the call center's department. I can't say I disagree with him, but neither Patsy nor Weasel realized the sheer logistical difficulty caused by suddenly dropping all this extra work on the orders department. I complained to Patsy, telling her this is a bad idea. Unfortunately, Patsy still thinks like and has a loyalty to the call center and her former boss, 
Weasel, but the call center and the orders department have entirely different cultures. The call center sees a lot of turnover, with people rarely staying more than a couple years. The orders department sees very little turnover, with some people staying a decade or longer. Also, the required call center skill set is smaller than the orders department. Patsy doesn't realize I'm a senior team member, and coming from a group that experiences rapid turnover, tells me it's not the call center's job to enter orders. If you can't handle it, you should find a new job. Challenge accepted. Now, I've been with the orders department about three times longer than Patsy's been with the entire company. The call center's been pulling this kind of garbage on the orders department for years, and I can anticipate the approaching poop storm. This is a major coup for the call center compared to most of the shenanigans they've gotten up to in the past. So I quietly let HR know that I'm interested in a position in the call center. With Patsy's promotion, I know there's at least one opening, and like I said, the call center has a high turnover rate. Two weeks later, I have a new job in the call center, and the fecal matter is starting to fly in the orders department. And it's not as bad as I thought it would be, it's worse. Beyond the bulk of extra orders, over the past two weeks, Patsy's been making improvements to the orders department processes at the suggestions of Weasel and other department heads who've decided to take advantage of the naive Patsy. Add in the fact that the orders department is starting to hemorrhage senior team members who have also seen the writing on the wall. Now Patsy has to unexpectedly fill a bunch of vacancies for a department that had a history of a low turnover rate. She doesn't know the job, so she doesn't know who to hire. The remaining senior members can't help because she won't listen to them and they're too busy being overwhelmed and burned out by all the extra work they have to do to cover the missing team members. And they don't have the time to train the new people. The new hires come in, but they don't stay because the orders department only looks like an entry-level position. So even more turnover and more senior team members leaving when they've had enough. Meanwhile, I now have it easy over in the call center. I'm full-time working from home now with a better shift and unlike my colleagues in the orders department, I'm no longer considered an essential worker, so there's a lot less stress for me. The skill set needed for the call center is both smaller and simpler than the orders department and I already had most of it from my time with the company. I'm underworked because all the orders that the call center were previously responsible for are being passed to the orders department. The call center turnover rate has dropped, so we're actually overstaffed. Oh, and I got a nice raise to boot. I'm the call center's new unofficial expert on how the orders are processed. Weasel, now my current boss, is getting worried. His protege Patsy is failing hard. He was the one leading the charge to improve the orders department, so he can't back down without looking stupid. The call center and the orders department work closely, so upper management is encouraging him to pitch in and help out. Pansy has begun to realize how Weasel has screwed her over, so is refusing to make any changes to the orders department unless she comes up with them. She's willing to accept Weasel's help on her terms. So, Weasel started asking us to shoulder the burden and help process orders. This is, unsurprisingly, not met with enthusiasm. No one wants to do extra work for no extra pay. As well, the call center team isn't trained on how to process the more complicated and esoteric orders. The orders department's down to two remaining senior team members who have that knowledge. Oh, and there's me. I can process the easy orders the call center was doing, and quickly. 
and I have the skill set to crush the complicated and weird orders, and Weasel knows that I actually enjoyed working in the orders department. So what do you say, OP? Can you help out? Weasel asks, insincerity dripping from his words. I ponder his request. Well, Weasel, I think you're right. Being in the call center now, entering orders is not really my department anymore. Honestly, most of the time, in these situations, the malicious compliance is just the person straight up leaving. So it's kind of fun to see that perspective here where OP goes to the side that they're shifting around these responsibilities to make life easier for and just gets to sit back having a cushy and easy job while the people pulling the strings have to watch that whole thing fall apart. It's even better when they know that OP could help out that sinking ship, but OP is not going to help them out in that situation. It's not in their job responsibilities. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This next story is by Lorless One. No problem. I can wait. So I worked at a great engineering place for a few years. I ran a small team doing hands-on work, often directly for design engineers. We got a new manager who turned out to be a total disaster and particularly hated the close and casual communication between my team and design. Felt it was going over his head. He first put rules in place requiring going through several people to relay issues back to design and similar fudge. My team was cut down to just me and one other quite new guy. We weren't hugely busy so the main trouble being if I went on holiday I'd come back to a lot of rework. He also did clever things like standing outside the toilets to ensure nobody washed their hands before breaks. Some oily work for some guys, so washing could take a few minutes. Instead, everyone washed up 20 minutes early, then did nothing until break. So in quiet periods, I started grabbing a spare computer and typing up work instructions. Not surprisingly, Super Manager couldn't resist making comment on this, but when I explained the issue, he said it shouldn't just make work instructions then promised to send along the official work instruction format. He never did, but I shrugged it off and said nothing. Few months later, and the company being bought out by an international firm and the inevitable major redundancies, my name was high on his hit list. I had a good idea due to the history, even though everyone else was sure I was safe and effectively essential, especially with my team being just me by then. Anyway, true enough, I was made redundant but had a fantastic exit interview. One of the principal engineers had offered to attend with me. Super manager and HR listed off some laughable reasons to make me redundant, such as my rearranging doctor's appointments to stay late and my coming in to work night shifts on a holiday. I still don't know how they thought these made sense. After that, I just quietly listed off the various roles I was solely covering for them, technical skill sets like fiber optics and HV, etc., but happily accepted my redundancy payout and signed off IP and such. Then Supermanager, 
not feeling entirely comfortable with the looks the principal engineer was giving him, asked me for the work instructions and I had to answer, oh, you told me to stop writing them until you gave me the format you wanted. They rang me and offered for me to come back, but I politely declined. I heard later they had to hire three people to cover my work. Honestly, like, a lot of respect to OP for just going along with it, dealing with it, knowing how important they are. And honestly, on the way out, it must have felt so satisfying to be able to say, oh, the instructions on how to do all of my work that you just dispatched right now? Yeah, I didn't do it because you screwed up. And our final story of the days by Controlled01, how much water do you want exactly? I deliver bulk water to people who don't have access to city water or their own private well. For nearly all customers, it's a simple process. Either they call for deliveries or they've agreed to automatic deliveries. When I show up, I hook the truck up to the fill pipe and start pumping and either listen at the vent or hookup to an installed alarm in order to know when the holding tank is full. This particular customer had their holding tank installed in a small utility room next to their living room and didn't install a vent to the outside and refused to allow us to install an alarm because they didn't want us to put the quarter inch hole in the wall to run the alarm wire. Solution? They call when they need 2,000 gallons of water and we show up and pump exactly 2,000 gallons of water. This procedure worked well without flaw for over a decade. Literally hundreds of deliveries with no issue. Q owner deciding to sell. We're contracted by the new owners and set them up as a new account and head over for our first delivery and meeting. We especially go over the issue with us being totally unable to tell when the tank is full. We offered to install the alarm again for free, but they declined. So we let them know when they call for water, they must be sure that they have enough room in the tank for 2,000 gallons or to let us know how much water they have room for. We went over this several times, and they laughed saying they understood and would be calling when they were below the 2,000 gallon mark. Two weeks go by, and we receive a message on our answering machine from the new customer. No gallon amount is specified. This set off a warning bell though, because it was a household of two, and it's only been two weeks since we filled them last. That's highly abnormal. We expected more like five weeks. So we call back to double check. No answer. So we leave a message asking for confirmation. Couple hours later, we try again. By the next day, we had left four messages asking to confirm that they were ready for a full load. No reply. Well, they did call, so boss sends me out. I knock on the door as a last attempt. Still no answer, so I hook it up. I start the pump and set the timer so I don't over pump while reading my book. 15 minutes later, I hop out to check the water meter, 1700 gallons. I'll watch for the next couple of minutes and shut it down. That's when I hear the front door burst open and the woman who bought the house and had called us in yesterday is screaming to shut the water down. There's water everywhere, what the heck are we doing? This woman has been ignoring our calls and even ignored me at her door and now she's screaming at me. Apparently she had called when the tank was half full instead of down below the mark showing where the 2,000 gallons is and just disregarded all our messages and didn't feel like talking to me when I knocked. So now she has 700 plus gallons of water in her living room. Boss was called out so she could scream at him. Husband came home from work too so he could scream at us for reasons I guess. They made a lot of demands about how we were going to pay to fix it 
Nope. Boss laid down how we saw the situation. You can keep the water free of charge. Just don't call us for water anymore. Y'all are too stupid to work with. Never heard from them again. LOL, broken heart. I mean, honestly, I agree. If somebody is that dumb to know that you've got a tank full of water literally attached to your house and you have to make sure you don't overfill it and they go and do it the first time and then start making demands that it was somehow the water company's fault, I'd stop doing business with them too. It ain't worth all that drama. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.